Welcome in to the VNVR Avalanche Podcast. We got AJ, we got Eric, we got Rudo. As the Avs win in pretty darn dominant fashion, five to one. I mean, two periods were certainly dominant. Uh, over the Buffalo Sabres, they made it comfortable. We'll put it that way. Fun night. Fun night. A lot of cool stuff happening here uh, in multiple categories. Just off. Let's talk about it in the 60-second rundown. She's not ready. Not ready. Just off. Uh, first period really was dominant from Colorado. They came out. They smoked Buffalo. Uh, they get up 3 nothing because of it. They don't give up a shot for 18 minutes, and then they give up a goal. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. It's a super great period, even Oops. with the one silly goal at the end of it. The Avs are up 3 1. Uh, the second period was not great. I don't think it's as bad as some people think it was. Buffalo burgeoned by uh, two power plays, which they put a high number of shots on goal on, Whoops. but aren't able to produce a goal out of. And then the five on five play in the second was mostly just kind of boring hockey. Not a ton happened. Which keeps it at 3-1, which given the Sabres were the better team in that period, isn't that bad for Colorado. And then the third period, Avs show up. They put this game away. It ends up going 5-1 off of uh, Sam Malinsky's first ever NHL goal. So that's fun. Once again, shout out Maggie for somehow predicting this. She's got the the gift. Dude, she has been in touch with the universe lately. (laughs) I I don't know. It's freaking me out a little bit. When you've got it, you've got it. Yeah. I guess is uh, is the answer there. The other side of it, and I know this is a joke, but Av's got some help from the sleeper agents tonight. Eric Johnson on the third and fifth goal. It did not feel like a joke. <laughs> they were uh, activated. <laughs> it and, was yeah. Av's K Ultra. Worked. <laughs> It worked. How much brainwashing do the Avs do in that locker room? <laughs> this is the problem with Tomas Tatar and Ryan Johansson. They're resisting the brainwash. Oh, they got to be taken over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but let's let's go back to the start because I think this is something we haven't seen enough out, enough out of from Colorado. Good starts to hockey games. Not just obviously the production, oh. but this was dominant hockey. Yeah, this was... I mean, they were on their way to absolutely walking them to the door. Yep, very quickly. You know, it's it's funny because they get up three nothing in the first period, and it felt like it could have been five or six. Yep, they yep. were destroying Buffalo. Nachushkin oh. could have had five goals alone in this oh, game, <laughs> dude. If that guy wasn't stuck with the stone hands, <laughs> if he had Berkey's hands, if he'd gotten them back, the double hat he was on the table, dude. <laughs> The Joe Thornton was on the table. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, Gross. but great hockey from Colorado. Uh, let me ask you, how sustainable are quality starts? Obviously, you're not going to start out shooting them 10 3 nothing all the time. <laughs> but is this Why a not? start to the Avs' confidence and building into other games starting the right way? Oh, yeah. I'm, Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go no, ahead. I'm no, actually going to give Eric credit for this because one of his keys to the game in the pregame show was building off of the, the strong finish after the Calgary game. That, that first period looked like that third period from the it Flames did. game. It did. And that's we talked about. It felt like a breakthrough for Colorado Stars. They all played well. They all had a hand in it. They were all vibing. And we know what that looks like. Yeah. When those guys are on, 
the Avalanche lose very few games. <laughs> this I, this I, is another example of that. I agree with you, and that's... Now, realistically, is it really sustainable to play like that, like the last eight minutes of last of game? Of course not. That's my point. No. So, but if you look at it, it's like, oh, they, they took the pedal uh, you know, off the gas, right? <laughs> no, they didn't. I, what I'm trying to say here is... They won the game in the first 10 minutes. They yep. did. Yep. I mean, look at the score. Yeah. It was 3 nothing. Final was 5-1. So the meat of the game was in the first 10 minutes. And when the Avs do that, look at that winning streak at the start of the year. They were jumping on teams. And when the Avs do that, it's intimidating. Uh, when you play on the road against the Avs, they have their superstars. It's fresh ice. You're coming. It's in the altitudes in your head. Like, oh, God, you know, altitude. And, you know, so much is made of it when at the end of the day, I mean. And that just, late start really doesn't. And that late favorite. start. So I, I, you know, again, they needed a big start. They got their big start. And that's where they won the game. So I, I for me, I, I love it. You just can't play like that for 60 minutes. It's just impossible. <laughs> First of all, there's another team on the ice, so they're not going to no let can you play, play like that, that way. For you know? 60 minutes. That's but it was a great a start. Myth. It was awesome. It, the point you guys are kind of dancing around here, who starts it for you? It's Miko Rantanen. Yep. With a very Miko Rantanen goal. Outweights the goalie, wraps around and tucks it into an empty net. I've, I've long compared Miko Rantanen to Nikita Kucherov in the yep. way that they dictate pace. Everything goes at the pace they want it exactly. to go at. And, yeah. and we see when Miko Rantanen wants to, he can slow it down like that. Yeah. And he can get out and he can skate it out. For and sure. He and yeah. he can play in transition. He can play fast if he wants to. But in that case, instead of panicking, instead of just being like, oh, I'm in. I'm going to shoot it. Oh, I'm going to make a move. Instead of instead of going wide on Ukupekalukadin and trying to tuck it back in right away, he sees I've got him Dead to rights. Yep. And he goes all the way around the net. I mean, it's that is the Miko Ranton and stuff that we are really accustomed to seeing. Yep. That 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 creativity, that reading of the game, that understanding. Uh and and we saw when when he scored that kind of greasy goal the other day, he went yep. to Pizza Hut. Yep. Yeah. He got some <laughs> as I said, he got some breadsticks. Well, he got all the damn pizza tonight. <laughs> he bought out Pizza Hut with the way that he played tonight. And it starts with just a great goal by him. Yep. When those guys are going, like Miko's got three points tonight, he's got six yep. points. I mean, when you think about it, it was the last what, last period, and then maybe the first. I mean, this guy's like, he takes <laughs> over a game. Him, Nate, and this guy, Nikuskin. <laughs> wow, I mean, what a beast he is! You well, know I mean, like, he, I'm just saying, that's that's a tough line to contain. Of a How hockey can you contain tonight? that yeah. line? You can't. you can't. You cannot. When they're play like this, you can't. You can't. When you. We we remember that when they won the Stanley Cup, Val Nachushkin was yeah. playing alongside Nathan McKinnon. And when those you want to talk about playing at pace because when those two guys are at their best, they run it down your throat. Yeah. <laughs> and what we saw missing from Val Nachushkin last year, I talked about this all year. It was that little extra burst of speed. Yeah. It was the playing with pace and how he was so much more of a just a good NHL player. When he didn't have that speed, and oh my God, was it on display tonight? And it has been all year. Yeah, it's, it's not, been back. Yeah. I'm not saying that it has not been all season. It has absolutely been. But holy smokes, was it ever? I mean, it was on on tonight. Yep. And you're he, looking at that, and you're like, that's a good NHL player. But when he's he's playing at that it, pace, you're talking about great. That's yeah. a great NHL player. Yep. My goodness, he even had a smile a couple of times. <laughs> 
enjoying himself out there. Yep. They better not let him people back in Russia see that. You're not allowed to smile. <laughs> yeah, I saw. I, he snuck in a couple smiles. Did it? It's just. It's the dominance we've been waiting for for the last handful of eh, more than the last handful. Obviously, McKinnon had been going for a little while. Yeah, but since they been, got back from that road trip, and he's been awesome. You've been waiting for the Avs more than one Avs star to put it all together in one night. Yeah, and I know Nachushkin's probably a tier below those guys. Yes, but still that whole line was going tonight. It's the Avs are just hard to beat when they have that. Well, and then and then when you have Devon Taves and Kale McCarr also exactly playing lights out. Yep. Ah. <laughs> well, you Kale had those three tough nights. You knew he was gonna. I mean, like you serious? Even three, it's like ridiculous. That's a long. It's like four months for me, you know. But you know that was unreal. He, you know he wasn't. Really good. I mean, now he's back to being Kel McCarr, which is oh, the best Kale. player on the planet. It, it. And a guy will be like, oh, I had one assist tonight. It wasn't very good. He'll think there's a lot more in the tank. This is, the game. <laughs> this is one of those. This was one of those nights where, you know, for a while it had felt like Kale this season. It had felt like Kale McCarr had clearly passed. Become, Nathan, Nathan McKinnon as the best player in the world. Colorado. Yeah. Clear cut best player came back down to earth a bit. Yeah, well, and now and now when you watch the game, a game like tonight, and you're like, oh my god, Nathan McKinnon is good, dude. Yep. yep. And you see them both going at the same time, and now I'm right back to like, oh no, I know Kale. I mean, Jesus, dude, he, they're <laughs> both just so good. Any given night, pick one of them could be their night. And and when all three of those guys, and we've this is why we talk about it so much. Colorado was built to win exactly like what we just saw. Mm -hmm. They are built to play with a tremendous amount of speed. Just blow your doors off. Yeah, yeah, that transition game is is built for bleh, and to overwhelm you. Yep. Altitude, no altitude. They could play in a submarine for all I care. It doesn't hey, matter. You can't the blame the play altitude like that, for dude. the first ten minutes of the game. Come yeah, on, the, the 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 altitude. Who, who cares, dude? Like when when the Avs play with that level of pace, yeah. they they very rarely lose hockey games. Yep, it's just true. And uh, and you you talk about they won the game in the first ten minutes. We always talk about you can't really win a game in the first ten minutes because you have fifty more minutes to play. Can you can it. lose one. <laughs> they lost yeah. it, and that is you put yourself in a three goal hole. You need everything to go right your way the rest of the game. Buffalo, to their credit. Make some things happen to make it three one, and then it, it gets very shaky in in the second period in, for yeah. for moments in that second period, especially very early on. Yep. But when they don't capitalize, and it stays three one, and it gets to the third period, that game's over. Yeah, it was totally. And then third period abs show up, and they and it was over. They over, drop yeah. the hammer, it, and it's done. I I want to go back Ow. to your point there about the first period because. Miko makes a great play. He gets it on the wraparound. All right. Avs just beat you. Second one, it's crazy bouncing chaos in front of the net. Puck comes out to Valley, throws it into an open net. Yeah. All right. Whatever. You're looking at, from Buffalo's side, you look at that third goal from Miles Wood, and you're saying, need a goalie to make a save there. Yeah, and also, <laughs> you need also, to not. Also, thanks, EJ. You, yeah. need to, you need to not <laughs> give up a two-on-one. Yep. Three seconds after you enter the offensive zone with possession of the puck. Yep. 
Double it gets agent. it gets slapped <laughs> the other way by Sam Malinsky. Yep. And Miles Wood is just off. And good luck, man. Hey, look, can there's you, one thing you can say about Miles Wood, and that guy's fast. He does skate good. It's is it a meta play, all right? EJ fumbled the puck because he couldn't see it through the tears. <laughs> from all the emotion. Yeah. Returning to Ball Arena. The tri- the tribute got him. <laughs> Calculated yeah, plays. Calculated that's <laughs> video the video team. Got him. Which, by the way, awesome. Love to see the crowd give EJ a standing O there. That all awesome. of that was great. We got to move away from this. <laughs> AJ's You're allowed to right cry now. on camera. I'm not. No, I already <laughs> did it once tonight. And I'm not doing it again. <laughs> uh, and and you look at that, and I think the big thing that stands out to me when the Avs are playing well, they're capitalizing on other teams' mistakes. Yeah. Uh, far too many games this year we've seen other teams get to capitalize on the Avs mistakes. Mm-hmm. Being on the other side of it, you're like, oh yeah, all right, this feels pretty good. Yes. <laughs> and I, I mean, and, and they got elite players. Yeah, right? absolutely. I mean, that, and a lot of times some people are like, oh, without those guys, oh, they're nothing. I mean, well, for I beg to differ, but especially <laughs> now, again, you got another goal by Miles Wood, and we can talk about that later. But yep. what I'm trying to say is, but isn't that every team though? Without their top guys, they're not. That, I mean, like top yep. guys are top guys for a reason. Yep, yep. Because they make elite plays at elite times, or whatever you want to call that, crucial times of a game, and that's why they are who they are, which is the cream of the cream on on each team in the National Hockey League. So, yeah, the Avs are no different, but they're built that way with some of the best. In I mean, name me a team that's got three guys like, that are like that. You know, McKinnon. Ranton and McCarr. There's not many in the league. There's not. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, boy, Tampa. Maybe. I was going to say. That's years what I'm ago. saying. They're elite teams. Tampa, yeah. Tampa with Kucherov, Point, and Vasilevsky. Yeah, and then Hedman in his lately? prime a couple of years ago. Yeah, not yeah. anymore though. Yeah, for sure. Have they won cups? Yeah, they have. That's yep. what I'm trying to say. That's how yeah. you win. That's how you win. Well, this has been the problem with Edmonton, right? Is McDavid and Dreisaitl have yeah. not had but that the third, third guy. 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 Yep. That's my point. They haven't had the third guy, and they haven't had the goalie. Yep. If that if that point. was the same guy, they probably have a cup by now. Probably, okay. I think that's fair to say. Uh, for uh, let's obviously the Stars carried this game. There's no argument there, but you get a critical third goal from your depth in Miles Wood, and I yeah get it's an error from EJ, whatever, whatever. Yeah, but you capitalize exactly. Still execute. Miles and, and Wood finishes. You know what? We were we were watching the Jersey Boston game before we the Avs game yep. started. We watched that same kind of two on one develop, and we were all talking about when Nico Heischer passed. Yep. In that same situation, in transition, two on one coming down the ice, he tries to throw that pass across, and it gets blocked. You don't and they even don't get end a single up with a shot, shot on, on goal. goal. Yep. Miles Wood keeps it simple, and he just shoots. Yep. Is Miles Wood is, is Miles Wood an elite shooter and a guy that is going to score a lot of goals this year or any year? No, but doesn't mean it's not the right play. He's yeah. good enough. And there's one thing that you really love about Miles Wood is that he he plays within himself. He gets yep. who he is. Yep. He keeps it simple. I would rather Miles Wood be shooting in that position than trying to make a sauce pass over a stick or whatever. Just shoot it, buddy. He does that. He scores. That three nothing really felt like now Buffalo's in serious trouble. Yep. It it went from a game where the Avs are playing really well to okay, this game is 
close to being over yeah. already. This game, this game is right on the brink. Yep. And then the Avs do give one back after 18 minutes of giving up zero shots in the first period. Uh, it's technically the second shot on goal, but the first sequence of shots on goal ends up in the back of your net. I don't even really think the Avs as a whole played this that play that poorly, to be honest with you. But I'd, I'll leave it to you two if you think there's anything you'd like to see tighten up. Probably when I rewatch it later. You'll but, have something, I mean, yeah. He makes the first save, and the puck just kind of pops out front. And yep. it's it's not even like a case of like, oh, there's a guy just standing there, and there's no defenders, and nobody, there's guys not doing anything. There, you you can always puck say... Puck just doesn't go to the right spot. Yeah, well, yeah. and you can always say, I'd like to see more. Of you course. know, I want to see something a little different. The, the one thing that I would say that I would like to see out of there is Prozvatov have a little bit better control of where that puck is going. Mm-hmm. And this is really like the one complaint that I'm going to lodge about Ivan Prozvatov tonight and most yeah. nights is that he stops the first puck plenty and then it's madness after that it's a little you know and and there's a reason it's not starting goaltender in in the nhl like the starters can do this on a regular basis it's part of what makes them so good and i really don't have any issues with that first goal it's a nice play by them it's a good play by zach benson i i can't believe the abs let a child score on them but <laughs> it goes yeah. over loc stick too i mean it's just bad i'm not blaming yeah, it's, a, it's a bad turnover by yeah. ross colton he yeah. has the opportunity to get out loc comes very close to getting a stick on it and that puck is either on his stick or it's deflected and probably out of the zone yeah they're very close to making that play very close doesn't really matter a whole lot it's not horseshoes or hand grenades it is so, not you know and and they get I, their one goal they capitalize they execute once yep okay that hindsight certainly you give up one who cares yeah it just not a lot of wins come by scoring one goal especially in a game where the other team already has three yep so it's just not that big of a complaint to lodge in any way shape or form yeah and a night where prozotov goes on to make what 29 saves on the night so did his job he's fine uh on that note, we are brought to you by Bet365, where you can get in on all of the action. Prozotov hit that over on saves. I know someone in our chat bet on that. They also oh, nice. got me one of my bets at least tonight. They did hit uh, the avalanche over. So we got one in there. Not too yeah. terrible. Uh, Bet365, when you sign up with code at DNVR365, helps you out with a bunch of amazing boosts, all sorts of awesome stuff. So go over there. Go check it out. Have a good time with the hockey games, especially... You know, if you're maybe watching some games that aren't the Avs and you're an Avs fan, it'll keep you a whole lot more interested in some other hockey games around the league. If you uh, if you got one, want to put one on and just put a few bucks on it, uh, go over to Bet365, use that DNVR365 code. You must be 21 or older, physically located in Colorado, and if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER today. And when you win a little bit of extra beer money, hit up Breck Brew today. Get eight different kinds on tap down here at the DNVR bar. You can get it at your local liquor store. You can find it online at breckbrew.com. You can use their beer locator there. However you want to get it, jump in on it. Their Christmas ale is around. It won't be around for long, so make sure you get in on their, their new Christmas ale. Saw a couple people saying it was uh, it was pretty delicious during the watch along. So go check them out. Go check out breckbrew.com today. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast you should sing it like that every time dnvr yeah avalanche podcast yeah i'm not a good enough singer sorry (laughs) 
Boo. Can't do it. Yeah. I would get booed off the stage for sure. Boo. That's a coin. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that's a coin. I think that's just me understanding I'm not a good singer. <laughs> like, yeah, but you said that about all of the things that you do, whether it's true or not. So I'm taking a coin. Uh, if it was about something else, I could see where you could come from. I, that one, I just am a bad singer. I don't know what I to just, tell you. I just don't trust trust your objectivity in this. Maybe so you're, you're losing good. a coin. Maybe you're good. All right, we'll go out karaokeing and I'll get that coin back. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'm a man of data. <laughs> uh Goal like that, I think it's more frustrating than anything because you've played a near-perfect period <laughs> and you unfortunately can't complete the job. Yeah. How much energy, how much jump does that actually give Buffalo coming into that second period? Obviously, they have taking a penalty at the end of the first period like doesn't the help One either. blemish on Miko's night. Yeah, it is a bad it's, penalty. It's, it's a pointless penalty in the offensive zone. Yep. Um, uh, for my money, a lot. Because if you're down 3 nothing and you're going into intermission down by 3 and you're like, these guys are kicking the shit out of us. This Pretty isn't easy this to isn't, just go away. Yeah. Exactly. This is not going to be our night, fellas. But you go down 3-1. You have the penalty got called with like 15 seconds to go or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You have the majority of a power play coming right out of the gate uh, for, the second to, for the start of the second period. They score on that and it's 3-2. Now you have... Almost 40 minutes to score one goal. Very different situation. And these are the, these are the, the, the pendulum swings in the game. Yep. And so to, to, to create a comeback, you needed a sequence like that. Buffalo got it. So it is, it, it is a big-time swing in momentum. Yep. It is a big-time difference in how the game plays out. Because I think if it's 3 nothing going into that first intermission... I don't think there's any amount of bad second period ads, yeah. whatever, whatever that. Well, uh, you kind of changes it, it too about much. the uh, the tuck opportunity earlier, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. You're this far away from it being three two, and everybody going, "Oh boy, here we go." Yeah, you're in a you're in a real you're in a serious hockey game at yeah. that point. Your yep. three nothing lead feels like yesteryear, and the three two lead at that point feels like three three already. Yep. Because you have to completely reshape your focus and get back to it. So that is, to me, that is, that is the, the game changed on that sequence. I agree. It's, it's more about the opportunities that don't get converted sometimes than the ones. And we've do. talked about this in games Colorado has lost. Yep. Colorado has had games that got away from them when they had chances to tie games up. <laughs> I always go back to this, but the Ross Colton opportunity when it's one one nothing against St. Louis at home. Yep. Does not go Hits in. The post. Yeah, yeah, it should yeah. have gone in. He should have beaten him. That's one one. The abs are playing awesome in that sequence, and they get blown out eight to two. Nope. And it ends up being a pretty. All of it was pretty bad. Worst game in a long time. Exactly. You, you got to be lucky to be good, though, right? And Absolutely that's all part true. of it. Yeah. So sometimes I go back to the blackjack thing. I mean, you just can't lose games. And if you look <laughs> back on winning streaks, you always look back. And you're like, oh my god, oh wow, what about lost that yeah, one? Yeah, Could have yeah, lost yeah. that one. Yeah. And the coaches will always tell you, like, because you know, oh, we've won 12 games in a row, but boy, oh boy, did we get away from it? <laughs> we got lucky. So, and to get back to that goal, it's the power of those last minute and first minute goals. It's amazing what it does. Like, it, it's crazy what it does. So you're right. That goal by Buffalo, all of a sudden, give them credit because they were getting punched. Yep. They were getting absolutely punched. And then all of a sudden, what was it, a minute and a half left, whatever it was. Yeah. You know, again, last minute, same thing, minute and a half. 
All get of a sudden, one. Yeah. yeah, you get one. And look at that tuck one. It's early yep. in the yep. second. Next thing you know, like you're saying, it's a hell of a hockey game if that goes in. Yeah. <laughs> what? And then you're squeezing the stick, and then you got to fight to get momentum back. Uh, what's you know? the bench like on the other side of that? You're the abs. You gave up a late one. You're now five minutes into this second yep. period where you're kind of getting your head kicked in a little bit. How do you? How do the vibes on the bench happen there? Are they are they down yep. or are you trying to get yourself back up? No, on the, I'll tell you one thing. If you're a young team and an inexperienced team, that's where you get derailed a little bit. Yeah. Look at Jersey last year in the playoffs or things like that, you know. But when you're the Avs and they won two years ago, they know how to win because they – you never learn how to lose, but – you learn how to win and defeat, right? You know what yeah. I mean? And then, so all of a sudden, the abs, it's all, it's all, it, it's the mood on the bench. It's the, you know what I mean? If you're negative, if you're a negative team, it can creep up into you. But if you're a positive team, and then the guys, that's why guys like Cogliano, you hear that, oh, so good in the room. There's one thing to be good in the room, but it's another thing to be good on the bench, too. Guys on the bench, if you're, you know what I mean? Like, yep. you bring a calming presence, you know what I mean? Like, it's, hey, guy, it's all good. And I, if you go to Ball Arena one day and you see a TV timeout or, you know what I mean? Like, especially after a bad sequence of five, ten minutes, mm -hmm. watch guys that have been around. Watch them. They don't just sit like this and and then pick their nose, you know what I mean? Like, uh, and then they wait and look at the Jumbotron and... No, they'll, you'll see. They'll get up on the bench. They'll go and they'll talk to the team and they'll go like this. And Because it's one thing to hear it from the coaches. Yeah. It's another thing to hear it from your peers. Yep. It's a different message. Sure. This was one of the more enlightening things for me, having never been on an NHL bench <laughs> yeah. and worked in press boxes. Yeah. yeah. Pretty far away from on the benches. On the moon. Yeah. <laughs> relative to an NHL bench. <laughs> yeah. But when I say it was enlightening for me during the pandemic, when they had empty arenas, you could yes. hear all that. You yeah. could hear the chattering on the benches and you could hear teams. There were some teams that were vocal and it accomplished nothing. That's sure. right. The team, the team that I, that I distinctly remember that talked all the time and it's productivity, at least in the games that I was covering at the time. Sure. Minnesota just wouldn't shut up. Just a whole lot of mindless chatter. And it was just, and it didn't get them anywhere. Yeah. The Avs were like triple their shot attempts, yeah. whatever. They, they like blew them out a handful a of times. A bunch of guys on the bench just going, come on, White, go that White, season. come on. Yeah, you know, straight up, dude. That's exactly <laughs> what it was, man. And, and you see with Colorado, historically, they've had quieter benches. I think that's a reflection of both Jared Bednar and Gabe Landeskog, yep. where they're like, hey, we don't need a bunch of mindless droning on. But when yeah. it's time to talk, we need, we'll talk. We need yeah. the right guys to just send the right that's message right. at the yeah. time. And then we need Nathan McKinnon to go out and kill somebody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because that's another one of those moments in this Which game. By, it yeah. slowed that second period down real fast. Well, and it, it's, it stopped yep. Buffalo's momentum a little bit. Yep. Because you remember, immediately after that, the Avs come very yeah, close. Get a great A of their own, yeah. To a scoring chance on the other end. Except my car cutting across, I think. And yeah. it all starts because McKinnon just blows up Jeff Skinner. Yep. At the building had calmed down. The energy was low. Yeah. Everybody was kind of just going through it, except the Sabres were like, hey, we've played with the puck a lot this period. We're kind of feeling pretty good. We're just going to keep at it. We're going to keep at it. We're going to try and get one. And then Nathan McKinnon blows up Jeff Skinner, and that game is not close since. Yep. It just never really gets back in Buffalo's you kind favor. of just muck through the rest of the second period from yep. there. But, but going back to what you were saying, it's so true, and I think I've said it before, but 
having worked on, you know, obviously as a player and then upstairs and then part of it on the coaching staff, never on the bench, but, you know, inside. Mm-hmm. It's three different views. I, I'm telling you, you can have a conversation after a game, you're sitting on the plane and, <laughs> wow, there was no energy because you're in the press box because you're, you're the eye in the sky and then coaches on the bench are like, what are you talking about? Energy was unreal on the bench. Like, and then you're <laughs> like, what? Yeah, because you're not there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then from TV, it's a totally different perspective. So yeah. you could have three different answers on, <clears throat> on the same game by the same group of, of you know, a player, a uh, a video coach, and then a man, you know, like somebody from management up top. Like it's unreal. They're gonna be telling you like, "Oh, we stunk." The other guy's like, "No, we were great." And then the other guy's like, "Yeah, we were average." But it's funny because <laughs> it's the same game. Yep. It's yep. just three different perspectives. And uh, I don't think you got three different perspectives on tonight from the ads. Oh no, no, no. You got a team that yeah. was pretty darn good throughout. Certainly the first and third period. Yeah. But, AJ, you were talking about on the watch along. Second period wasn't good, but it wasn't the disaster that it could have been. Yeah, the shot attempts and shots on goal and that stuff, you're like, yeah, this is very, very tilted. Yeah. But when you, when you consider, for me, it's three things that I looked at and I was curious about. They had, Buffalo had two power plays. Yep. Colorado did not have one. But... It goes back to the when the ads are struggling, there's always the, okay, they've created chances, but how good were the chances? Sure. Mm-hmm. This was Buffalo's problem tonight. Yep. Because in that second period when they had the momentum and they're generating all the shots on goal and they got it rocking and rolling, <laughs> at 5v5 in the second period, they outchanced the avalanche 8-6. to six. Watching that period, would you have ever guessed it was that close? Nope. And high danger chances, the avalanche 2-1. to one. And that's just... All that's <laughs> happening, all that puck possession that the yep. Sabres had, gave all them two the shot attempts, they gave up. No, they gave up one. Oh, as they, uh, the Avs, Avs had, had two. two. Yeah, now, there you go. Even worse. Buffalo had one high danger chance. Yeah, when you've got Ivan Prozvatov in net, that is giving the kid a chance. Yep. I mean, I'm sure Alexander Georgiev's like, "What the hell, Can man? I get some of that? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell, man? Yeah." <laughs> Last game, you guys gave up 10 high-danger chances in the second period. Yep. What the hell is this? <laughs> two, uh, tale of two different games there, for yeah. sure. Different opponents, different nights, whatever, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But when you're talking about trying to keep a comeback attempt at bay, they might have had a lot of puck possession, and they did. I think shot attempts were 20-9 to nine in the second period at 5v5. 20 to 9 is getting, you're getting up there. You're getting point. your ass kicked. But for the defense to stay, that structure stayed. They don't allow the big scary. They don't make the big mistake. They don't give anything to Buffalo. They force Buffalo to create it, and Buffalo can't create it. Yep. And for Buffalo, the one thing that you can say about the Sabres on any given night, they've got the offensive firepower. To score goals and score goals quickly. Yep. So to keep them at bay in that way, I did not mean to rhyme right there. <laughs> just to stop them from creating not even just just the one high danger chance, but eight scoring chances in a period at five v five just isn't special. Yep. It's a good period. It's not great. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I might even categorize it as below average, but I would want to go look at the numbers I'd, to be I'd, sure. I'd say it's pretty average. But it's it's <laughs> when you compare that. Directly to shot attempts. Yep. They protected the house, and it was fine. Which leads me to, I'm sure we're going to talk about it, like, talking about Georgiev. 
Here's what this game created for me, you know, yeah. with, with, with Pospitov. Like, Georgiev's your number one guy. Big. There's no denying it. Um, yep. We can have a conversation if you want. Like, oh, yeah, but Pospitov. No, like, there is no conversation. There. No the three of us won't. No, it's not a conversation. But what it does, though, is it lights a fire under his ass, yep. I think. Because I think Georgiev's a, he's a competitor. All of a sudden, he gets pulled last game. Doesn't get now. There's a back-to-back coming up. Yeah. That means Pros are talking another gonna, one. Yeah. Gonna get another one, right? So now you're looking at you know all of a sudden you're not getting every start you're getting. You know what I mean? Because then there's a level of excellence or you know a demand for high level of play. Like we're harsh on Mac and yeah. and Miko and you know it's not, if you're the number one goalie. Uh, of the Avalanche, which is a Stanley Cup championship caliber team, you, you got to play up to snuff. And yep. his play has not been up to snuff. So there's a standard. I go as a standard. That's what I was trying to say. Because you're the writer and I'm French. Um, <laughs> so what I'm trying to say. That, that might be a coin. Yeah, that's a coin. <laughs> <laughs> Lost the coin. I just love that this coin thing has yeah. never been explained on yeah. that show. It, it never will be. <laughs> so what it does, though, is uh, again. I said it the other day, like, you know, the one thing you can do to a hockey player's takeaway is ice time. Goaltenders are not different. This is, yep. For me, he lost ice time today. He didn't play. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, where you would thought he would have played. This is demoting a guy to the fourth line. Yep. 100%. We you took know? away so, your opportunity. So when you take away ice time, um, it just usually lights you up a little bit. You know what I mean? And, and for me... Georgiev, you go to practice, you go to morning skate. This guy's a worker. He works on his game. He's, you know, he's been working with UC on, you know, on, on parts of his game, I'm sure. Uh, but it's a little bit of a reset button. But now there's a little bit of competition. And when I say that is, I, oh, what do you mean competition? You just said he's not the number one. You know, no, no, sh- you know, no crap. <laughs> yeah. Georgiev's your number one. But what it does now, it's like, hey. It's not not everything's given. Everything's you got to earn your 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 stuff. Yep. And he's not different because you are the number one. You're not different. Meaning you have to go and show and prove yourself every day in the National Hockey League. Yep. It's not unlike what we saw the last couple of years with Pavel Francouz pushing whoever the yeah, starter exactly. was. Yes. With, with both Philip Grubauer and then Darcy Kemper. Yep. When he was healthy. He would have a string of good games, and how did those guys respond? Grubauer and Kemper both were like, "They'd go on month-long tears." <laughs> this guy's coming for my ice time. He's yep. gonna start getting some games. Every time it freaks me out, man. I know, me too. I'm like, what the hell? I can hear and you in two places. So you you have you have a backup now that has been successful enough over the last handful of games to say, "All right, he is gonna get another game." Up. Yep. Logic would dictate that he gets the game Sunday against okay. San Jose. Yeah, he's still a backup, but you never know. Well, I and, you never know. And, and we've watched Jared Bednar over the years when he feels like they need it, he'll play a starter in both games of a back to back. Yeah, he and, will do that. And right now, I think there is a zero None. percent yeah, chance that that happens happen. right now because he's making. He made a point with Prozovtov even playing tonight. Yep. Yes. And then. Per, Prozvatov gave gave him that game. Yep, he and earned so, it. And and now you're like, Prozvatov is playing this weekend. Yep, uh, and it might be even the next one. I don't know. I'm just being honest. Like you never know. You ride the high. Well, he's hot right you now. You look at their schedule next week, and you're like, you're in Chicago. Yeah, 
So I, I, I mean, <laughs> might be getting another one next week. I'm just saying, like I, I and again, so, so for people to understand. Obviously, people do understand, but it's like a pilot of a plane, right? There's, there's a different position. You're the pilot, and then there's a co-pilot. When the pilot's not there, it's 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 a different job for the co-pilot to take over and become the pilot. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's a a starter in the NHL is so different than a backup. Yep. It, 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 the mindset is different. Uh, you know, anybody can go play and you know have a hot week or two. You know what I mean? But when you become the guy and you don't have anyone behind you, it's a different game. It, it's a different game. There's no safety blanket. There's no you know, hey, I'm the guy. And some guys thrive and some guys can't do it. You know, for me, Georgiev's the starter here. He's gonna work his way through his stuff. Uh, and but I got no problem when you see the backup getting the bulk of a you know starts in a four or five game period. I got no problem with that for the other guy to find his game to light a fire under his butt. I got no problem. None at it's, all. It's what yep. competitive backups do regularly around the league. Yep. And at the start of the year, you remember when Prozvatov made his first start? He hadn't played in a competitive yep. game in months. In like five months. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They didn't play any preseason in Arizona. Nothing. Yep. yep. And so now you're looking at it and you're like, all right. Not great. He is put up enough results in his last four starts. Sure. I guess last four appearances, not starts. But like you're looking at it like, uh, it's fine. Yeah. This is what backups do. Then you play him for five games and you go, oh, right. He's a backup. But, you know, we're not to that point yet. And hopefully we never get there if Georgiev starts playing well again. Yeah, and, you know, you Georgiev's body of work this year just isn't good enough. It's not. On the whole, like, there have been great stretches, individual yeah. stretches. This has been bad. Inconsistent. Inconsistent. Yep. Yeah, this has been bad. And maybe this is the thing that starts it going for him. Yep. All right. We got these winner shots to do. Thank you very much for getting us over 100 likes chat. We appreciate y'all. It's plastic. It is plastic, yes. Uh some vitamin W for you, as we do. Brought to you by Breckenridge Distillery. Uh, yeah, we appreciate y'all. That is, that is pretty large. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Breckenridge Distillery, the award-winning whiskey of the Denver Broncos. Get yours at BreckenridgeDistillery.com. Uh, also brought mm. to you by the wonderful folks... Over at, uh, I wasn't ready. Oh yeah, Hester Gloves, our favorite, our favorite job gloves, uh, which they've they've upped their deal. If you haven't gotten Hester job gloves yet, yeah, you Need can use code at DNVR40 to get forty percent off your gloves. Get uh, used tonight, buddy. Oh no, kidding. We the gloves are needed in Colorado right now. Uh, you can go get your Hester job gloves, which they're super awesome. I, I think my favorite part is, you know, we all have gloves that. Like when I walk my dog, I wear my gloves that work with my phone and, and all of that, which Hestra does have pairs of. But what they have really is job gloves. This is the stuff that you use for when you're working out in the snow and it's cold. Yeah, you want to go shoveling. You don't want to mess up your gloves. You mm. want to make sure you have the nice, good stuff there. When you're out in the garden picking weeds, you want to make sure you have the heavy-duty gloves. 
That's what Hestra job gloves are. That's the job that they get done for you. So go over to hestrajob.us today. Use that DNVR job code to get 40% off up until December 23rd. So make sure you get in before Christmas to get that 40% off your job gloves today. Uh, and if you want to order for your team, buy in bulk, something like that, you can email josh at hestrausa.com to get your order of gloves in. Uh, yeah, Hestra job gloves. They're dope. I don't know. I, I feel like... Gloves are easy, right? I don't have to sell them to you. You know what they do, and Hestra makes really nice gloves. So go get them. Awesome. Uh, all right. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. <laughs> what? That, just the no, the picture of Waugh and Keen when they got traded to the Avs. Mm. How much does Mike Keen is just like, oh, I'm here too, guys. Yep. Oh, also me. <laughs> yeah. He's the best. Uh Let's have the conversation. It's been a handful of games now. Is Malinsky staying? So I said this to Eric recently. I think it was on a pregame show. Um, I guess I said it to you by extension, right? Yeah. yeah. It's not like you're not here. Um, <laughs> I also said it to Tiff. <laughs> the keen thing. <laughs> um, but I definitely, I don't, I, before tonight, I didn't think that Sam Malinsky I said, as long as Sam Gerrard remains away from the team, he fills that role. Sam Belinsky is in Denver. Yeah. When Gerrard comes back, it's a conversation. Mm -hmm. But there isn't any way that you're putting Caleb Jones in the game over Sam Belinsky right now. Yep. It would take an extended run of poor form from Malinsky to for that to happen. Because even in the Malinsky's bad games, you still see you still see it. Good stuff. And yeah. then tonight you see what are the two plays that he makes tonight? Breaks up EJ to he spring breaks the third up a goal. zone entry just inside the blue line. Colorado's like bread and butter defensive thing. The number one reason Jack Johnson is an, is a Colorado app is because that is the one thing that he does at a high rate compared to other NHL defensemen. He does not see the blue line easily. He holds it in. And Colorado's how does Colorado play in transition the way that they do? Why do they play so fast? How are they so hard to defend? It's because they break up plays inside the blue line and they get out into transition and attack the other way. Like it's lightning fast. It is We watch it every day. So I don't know that we get a proper appreciation for how rare it is. No. Go and watch how other teams play and how it's transition play comes so from steadier. Yeah. Comes from the defensive zone where they've got to build. It's building it up. There's a buildup. They've got to make three passes to do it. It's much harder for other teams to do. The Avs, it is one touch and out. Look at the Nathan McKinnon game-winning goal against Calgary two nights ago. Yep. McKinnon up the wall, one touch and out. And it and it Nachushkin just a tap yep. to Nathan McKinnon. In who stride. Gets ignored. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that part of it, whatever. Yikes. But it is it's lightning fast, and it is so difficult for teams to defend against that. Yep. And Sam Malinsky, when we talk about an avalanche-style defenseman, this is it. it. It has always looked like him, and it looked like him tonight because that defensive play that he makes, it's not a good play by EJ. No. But Sam Malinsky stops that rush from the Sabres inside the blue line and gets the counterattack going, and he had their two abs forwards. As soon as they see that puck out, they're gone. Yep. And that is, it is like... Avalanche hockey to a T over the last seven years. Yep. 
And then, obviously, he scores a, a great goal. It's a yep. great one-timer. It's a great finish. It's just a great goal. He's yeah. aggressive. He's got confidence. He scores. He gives you two points. This is, this is what it looks like to be an avalanche defenseman. That's, it's a great signing. It's a great job by them. Um, I'm going to go back to what we've been saying since uh, training camp and the rookie camp. Actually, rookie camp. Make them make decisions. Yes. I agree with you. Sam Gerrard's not there. and God bless Sam. He's awesome. It's a big loss for the ass. Um, but Sam Malinsky right now is making them make decisions. Yep. Yep. Your play dictates that. You go and you play and nothing happens, then eh, we say that about call-ups all the time. You know what I mean? Like, make the most of it. I think he's made the most of it so far. And I think he's gaining... Bednar and Pratter's, you know, confidence, you know, trust uh, to put him out there. And, and you can see he's got a little bit of swag. I was about to say right before his goal, I'm like, oh, he's got the swag tonight. Like, like he's starting to feel the it. Macar moves yeah, the blue get the Macar move. Yeah. You know what well, I mean? Like, I mean, that, that move that he made in the neutral zone yeah. to yep. dip inside in the first That's period of the game. You're like, okay, buddy. No. And then he yeah. makes the Macar move later yeah. on. Yeah. And you're like... <laughs> Whoa, Sam Malinsky. All right, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what was that swag. That's confidence. You know yeah. what I mean? And uh, he's a mature uh, man. And like, he's not 18 years old. He's 25 years old. What you see is what you get. I mean, yeah. you know, you're going to see uh, it's not going to start here from his first year to his third year. It's not going to be here. Like, this is what he is. He's going to learn his reads. He's going to learn everything. And he's getting the praises tonight of. Uh, Coach Bednar for sure, but he likes to his his play away from the puck. He likes uh, what he sees from it. But me, it comes down to he's learning this league. It doesn't take a gazillion years. You know, this this kid is obviously a smart kid, right? Went to the IVs yeah. at Cornell, and yeah. you know, he's a smart kid. And this then signed in Colorado. He's a <laughs> smart, smart guy. That's yeah. my, that's my point because it suits his style, exactly, right? Exactly. What you were just talking about. This is my favorite point. That's it. You know, what I mean, like you you just talked about it. People play different types of games. This is exactly what his game is. It's a transition game. He's not the biggest guy in the world. You know what I mean? But he can move, skate, and get pucks out, get pucks in, not on the dump in. I'm talking about make plays. And then again, like you saw tonight, I think he's got a pretty decent shot as well. Yep. And with Malinsky, I just want to touch on the style thing. When he's a free agent, you're 25. You're in college free agency. I don't know how many teams were after him. I don't yeah, know I don't what know. the offers he had on the table were. I bet it was more than just one. But I also bet that some of them were from not great teams because teams like San Jose and uh, Chicago, even Arizona, you I'm, know, teams that need defensemen. A lot of teams that said, hey, pretty good chance you're on our lineup opening night. Exactly. Yeah. Teams, that, teams that are going to throw him into the fire in a different situation, but it may not fit who he is. I'll tell you what, if picking Matt Steinberg leads to led directly to Sam Malinsky, I don't care if Steinberg ever plays a game for the Avs, it was worth. You know who has played games in the NHL? Nikita Alexandro. I mean, that's nothing they could do about it. I know. Man. I know. Nothing they could do. Nothing they can do about Quentin Musty either. You know what? Why are you going to bring that up, man? <laughs> You had to bring both of those up. Now we're both just sad. <laughs> but with yeah. but with Malinsky, it's a great point that he's. It should also be noted he's twenty five. Yep. Mm -hmm. Like as as he is twenty five, he's not eighteen. There's a maturity there. There's a there's an emotional center that already exists. Sure, he's a rookie, but he is twenty five years old. Yep. 
He knows how to be an adult human being. <laughs> exactly. And and he understands he's going to know as a 25-year-old also that his leash is going to be shorter. You know, this is not Oscar Olausen at 21 coming up and getting in and have all being like, figured out. Yeah. yeah, it's year one of my ELC. I've got some time here. Like Sam Malinsky's got to go year to year for a little bit. But on the flip side of that, which is a great point, it's like if you have a bad shift or a bad game, you're a little more mature at 25 yes. to overcome that and not be like, oh, God, that was off. I'm going to get sent down. You know, I think it's easier to control the controllables and and. and Get back to your game ASAP. You know what I mean? And I think he's shown that. He had a couple tough outings. We know that. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. even Coach called him out. I mean, you know? even his tough ones weren't like, no, 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 nuclear bad. Right. But he had, he's to, to date, he has had a worse preseason game than regular season game. Yep. That's, yeah, that's a, true. That's a, that's a position that you would like to be in at this point. Yeah, 100%. You don't want to be in that position when you're in the preseason. <laughs> but you're trying to make the team. Now you're here. Now you're in the room that you're in, and you're making the most of it. Yeah, and yeah. control what you can control. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, the difference in a 25-year-old and a 22-year-old, whatever. We're going to see this again later this year when Nikolai Kovalenko gets here, and he's 26. I think he's 26, 25, 26. Is he that old? 20, and 24. Five, four, I don't 25, even know, man. He's in his know. mid-20s. Yeah, he's yeah. not 17 or 18. Yeah, yeah, that's a big difference. He's not a kid, and he's been. He's he's older, and he's more mature. He un, There's a different level of understanding there for some of these guys. Yep, I agree. And this is where the Avalanche hitting that college free agent market the last couple of years. Look, you, you signed six of these guys. Yep. If one of them turns into an NHL regular for you, you've Win. done a great job. Win, yeah. And I'm Absolutely. just going to sneak this in here. If two turn into NHL regulars for you, because once again, <laughs> I thought Ben Myers was good tonight. He was good. I'm, we don't have to get into it. I'm just going to say. Oh, I liked him too. Yep. It, uh, one last thing I want to touch on in this game. The power play goal the Avs get is to make it 5-1. Let's not pretend like it was hyper impactful in this game. Yeah. But... You see them score that goal, and you go, oh, I get it. I see why this power play unit is cool. I, I understand how it's going to score goals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when, and, and the difference is when they stagnate, when they Rantanen, McCarr, McKinnon, yeah, just they just pass the puck. With cement in their skates, yeah. And they just pass the puck between them. Nothing happens. They don't. The, the, the PK just stands there. Yep. We talk about how to defend yourself a lot. That's how you do it on a power play. Yep. You have an extra player on the ice. You have more space than you would otherwise have, and they don't use any of it. Yeah. And you look at the difference in that goal, that passing play, seam passes. And when the seam passes happen, it breaks, it breaks apart a PK structure. It forces them to react to it. And you see when they make that that seam that first seam pass from Rantanen to McKinnon, yep. three sabers are almost standing in a straight line when McKinnon makes this the the backdoor pass to Nachushkin on the other side. And if you've got three guys that are standing in a I've always said this about PKs. If you get a, a PK standing in a straight line, multiple guys standing in a straight line, you've won. Yep. And three guys are covering the same ice. None of it is covering Val Nachushkin. Yep, it's a great passing play between those guys, and it's the difference between that willingness to try it and Buffalo kind of being bad. <laughs> like you have to admit, like the Sabers just junk it for sure. And the Avs take advantage, and it's not a great finish from Val, but it's a good enough finish from Val. But, and I know it's a five-one goal, like you said. But what does it do? Now it gives Miko three points. It uh, gives Mac and high-end players that you get paid a lot of money. 
Um, points are important. <clears throat> points are important because, right, we were all over Miko. They're like, oh, he's not producing. He hasn't scored. Mm -hmm. ah, you know what I mean? Which is right. I mean, that's yep. what you're supposed to do. So when you get those nights, that's two in a row now for Miko. I'm using Miko. Forget about Mac. Mac is on a different planet <laughs> these past few weeks, right? But Miko, Miko, three points tonight, three points last game. I'm going to do something you're very familiar with. <laughs> you feast on points. When you, you mastered die. the art of it. I did. That's AJ's move. It is. I'm I'm convinced you're just sitting yes. at home in front of the mirror. Yeah, working I do. On I it. practice it. I practice, but I, but it's what it it's what it does. It does. It feeds the beast. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you it does, and you're just like, ah, you saw that he went after Lexi's dead. You know what I mean? Like, hey, or whatever, vice versa. But what I'm saying is, it just if you're a if you're a top end guy, you're not producing. It's tough. But when you're producing, you feel good. You're feeling it. And I don't care if it's a 5 1 goal. It's a huge, huge momentum booster for these next few games coming up. Because now nah, this is your third point of the night. And, you know, and then it's, it, just, it just goes a long I, way. I'll tell you, you know what Miko Rantanen isn't? This is, a, this is a transition. This is a transition. He ain't no hollaback girl. Okay. Because he heard you was talking shit. I'm just gonna just gonna <laughs> let this happen. I don't have anywhere to go with this transition. I just wanted to pop the Miko versus Lucky Dad thing one more time. Oh God! <laughs> I mean, we talk you about guys. I'm just we talk about confidence and how it drove Sam Malinsky, and you could see the difference of it. What about confidence for a guy like Miko Rantanen? Yeah. When that guy starts feeling it and he starts getting all... He's one of the best goal scorers on the planet. Exactly. <laughs> and it, it wins you games. When elite players play their best, they win you games. You think Edmonton's won, what, seven in a row? Because Connor Brown showed up all of a sudden? Because, because whichever McLeod brother, Ryan McLeod, all of a sudden is really good? <laughs> Give me a break, man. Hey. It's, your, it's your studs being studs. Of course. Look, I, and not being duds. Connor McDavid at that slump there, he was like 60th scorer in the league. Right. Now they win eight in a row. What is he, top five now? And Something he's going like, to finish yeah. pretty close to one. I mean, we all know that, if not one. But it, you're right. I mean, that's what it is. That's the point I was saying earlier. It's just a different world. Your top-end guys will make you win. The other guys help you win. And when that's it. When your top-end guys are the best in the world, like, why, do we, why did everybody bite on the Buffalo hype train in the offseason? Because Tage Thompson... Rocked last year. Yeah, he was the man. Has Tage Thompson been that good this year? No. And where's Buffalo? Nowhere. Swimming at the bottom of the standings in familiar water. And expectations. Too, your guys, yeah. your your best players have to be your best players. When they're not, you don't win a lot of games. You can, but you don't win a lot. Yep. Colorado Stars drove that bus tonight. They got some help. <clears throat> a Sam Malinsky goal. A Miles Wood goal? That's how you get to five instead of three. That's how you win comfortably. That's great, but when your stars are as good as the Avs stars were tonight, girl, please. Well, you know what Method Man would say? No. <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> Maybe it was Red Man. I forget which one. Either way, he would say, get high, play high, get high stats. If you live in northern Colorado and you need to get your high on, make sure you hit up High Plains Strains. 
Uh, there are three different locations for High Plains strains up in northern Colorado. So make sure to go hit up one of those, either in Log Lane Village, Garden City, or Sedgwick. Uh, and they have all sorts of the products that you need, including infused edibles, highly potent concentrates, and some of the best flour in the state. Uh, use code DNVR online or mention DNVR in stores when you get there, and you can get a half ounce for $45, a full ounce for 80 bucks, or uh, Veritas 8s for 25 and a bunch of other great deals, too. Go check them out today. High Plains Strains. Oh, we got some super chats to get to, I believe. $2 from Vaguely Sober, who's got the sweaty boys going for Big Sammy. Uh, yeah, definitely deserves some for goal number one on Malinsky. Uh, thank you very much. $2 from Kevin, who says, big milestone night. Yeah, Nathan McKinnon did get his 800th point. Valachushkin his 100th goal. A couple of different milestones. It's, it's funny that the 800th point, like it's a cool accomplishment and all. Yep. It's not like... That 800, if 800 points is enough to get you in the Hall of Fame, no. unless you're Peter Forsberg. Yeah. Eric you did Plagiros, it in 500 games. Paul, yeah. Beret, <laughs> Paul Correa, like those guys, right? <laughs> guys with serious injury yep. issues. But uh, it's not, so it's not, it's not like this, like, it's a cool milestone. Yeah. It's not like a earth shattering one, but sure. also a guy that good. You're like, he'll hit 900 next year. Straight up. You know, because the rest of this season, he probably has 60 more to go. If not more. Yeah. yeah. We'll even just say 50. Right. And then next year, he'll get another 50. He'll hit 900 next season. You'll, we'll just be like, yeah, we're just kind of doing this every year for a while. Yep. Halfway through this decade, he'll be at 1,000. Like, Yeah. And then halfway through his contract, he'll be at like 1,400. And we'll be like, <laughs> He's so that good. is enough to get you in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you very much. $2 from Michael, who says, how tired is the playing at altitude storyline? I Look, I am a... It matters. It doesn't there's, mean nothing. There's too much statistical data that shows every single Colorado team's winning percentage at home is one of the highest. In they have one of the league. biggest yep. differences in each of their leagues. I think it might actually be all four teams lead their respective leagues in the differences between home and road record. It matters. It just does. Yep. Does it matter to the point of we hear about it every single game? Yep. It does not matter. That I don't much. know. I would rather that opposing players. Did it matter as an opposing player? Did you think about it? I'll answer if you want. Like, yeah, I want it. Hit me. Yeah. I'm going to hit you with my best shot. Um, kidding. It's a song. In case you didn't I, know, I, younger guys. How uncultured do you think we are? I know, you never know. I, mean, I don't know. Sometimes I don't know. Yeah. Um, also, Pat Benatar rules. Yes. Hit me with your best shot. Anyway, um, I've, I've obviously I've done it. Um, but then again, the 48-point season, I'm not sure altitude mattered, right? <laughs> I'm just saying, all of a sudden, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, when you're down 3-0 yeah, 11 like, minutes into the first period yeah. of every single game, yeah. altitude's not doing shit. Yeah, that's my point. So... <laughs> you always find some. Uh, obviously, I played here. Um, do, do I? Do I think it really matters? No, because for me, and again, I'm not a scientific guy. Like you know, but usually the altitude is the third and fourth day, or whatever it is. Mm. You get in the night before you play the next day. I, I think it's got jack squat to do with it. I've been on the road here with the visiting team playing against the Avs and. Never felt like the altitude. What I'm saying, I and I used the word earlier, altitude, meaning like, but so much is made of it that it's mental. 
So you walk in the building and it says, oh, welcome to Mile High and all in five, whatever. 5,280 feet. feet. Sorry, my math is wrong. It's too late. Um, French. Meters. French. It's my French. But yeah, meters <laughs> or yards. <laughs> yards. Um, yards so you, are weird even So for you us. go in there and people are like, oh, oh yeah, you, you, you hear about it. People are like, oh, my God, I can't breathe here. And it's just mental. You know what I mean? I, I don't think it's... Uh, I don't think it's a big deal. Like uh, I think a lot of it is made out of it, but I think it's more a mental deal. Like, yeah, because everyone talks about it. I do have an anecdote. Yes. Do you guys remember Game eighty two against the St. Louis Blues? I do. To make the playoffs. Yes. So, Martin Brodeur was working for the Blues yeah, at the I time. The I sat next to him in the press box. He was sitting next to their prized young goaltender in the AHL, named Billy Huso. And he, the game started, the abs were really good to start that game. And the Blues looked like they were kind of skating through some sludge. And Brodeur was talking to Huso, And I'm just eavesdropping because I'm in, the, I'm in the press box. I'm kind of that guy. You know, I love some good, I love some hot goss. And he was telling Huso about the 01 Cup Final and how when they were here, he was okay in game one. And in game two, he couldn't breathe. Okay that, okay, that was going to be my next point. In game two, he could not breathe, and he was just, he couldn't sleep, yeah. and he couldn't breathe during game two, which was funny because the abs blew their doors off in game one, and yeah. game two was a little different. No, but you f- it's the third and fourth day. That's what I think, yeah. and that's yeah. what I feel. So you come in for a playoff round there. You're here the day before you play the game. There's usually a day off, and then it's that next game. There's a big difference. St. Louis used to do that back then. Like when I was playing here, they'd come here and they'd go to Vail for Mike Keenan. You know, they'd go to Vail three, four days, and then they'd come play us. For some reason, the schedule allowed that they didn't have any games for a few days, and they would come in, and then we'd play them on the fourth day, and mm-hmm, we'd just yeah. kill them. Six nothing, <laughs> seven one. And it's like, and somebody didn't figure it out after a few years that maybe it's not working. Like this, this, this Colorado thing. Because yeah. on the third, fourth day is tough. More anecdotal evidence. During the Stanley Cup final, John Cooper and the Tampa Bay Lightning did not fly in early to try and adjust to it. Yeah. Their third day here, they lost 7 nothing. Yep. That, I, I'm telling you, if you look over the years, that's what it is. It's weird. Florida Panthers, day, 1996, right? No, <laughs> second game is what? 7 nothing. You know, <laughs> it's, it's the way it is. Here's the argument I would make as a counter argument. If it mattered that much, give them oxygen on the bench. We see every NFL team in the league has oxygen tanks on their bench. Yeah. If it matters that much, bring some oxygen in. Have it on the bench ready to go. Also, it's the single greatest detriment to the Colorado Rockies franchise. <laughs> There's less you can do about it in baseball, unfortunately. But Well, just the impact of them on the road is so much greater. Yep. And so it, they play in two completely different envi- yep. environments. And that's why the Rockies will always struggle. Yep. It's true. Uh, thank you for the question. We had a lot of answers Great for question. you. And uh, then you have another one for another $2. Thank you. Do the Sabres lack an identity? They have talent. Well, I can answer that. For me, it's more, I, I say it all the time, expectations. Yeah. Yep. You're a Cinderella team. Oh, great. It's easy. Oh, awesome. But then all of a sudden you picked, we all picked them. Mm-hmm. I, pretty close to making the playoffs. I, right? I think I kept them the lowest. Okay, but because I said I don't trust Buffalo, and, and lo and behold, you go, you're yeah. right. God, but but when you play with expectations, it's so different. It's so different. 
So I think that's more like a, an expectation, how to deal with expectations for Buffalo. Of course, Tate Thompson starts the season, doesn't have the best start, then he gets hurt. You know, that's your lead. That's your main yeah. guy. That's your McKinnon. Um, Dylan Cousins, too. Dylan yeah. Cousins. And you have slow starts out of your best players. Look what happens. That's what happens. It just goes down. And then Levi, so much was made of him. He did have a heart. I mean, I again, love him. I think he's going to be outstanding. But as a tough start, now he ends up going into minors. And, you know, you put it all together, and it's a tough start. Also, how much is this Buffalo experiment that they're doing with this dicking around with three goaltenders? Yeah. Showing why teams don't do this. Yep. Every couple of years, you see somebody who's like, oh, why don't we just keep it through and goalie? Because sure. none of them get into rhythm. They all suck. Yeah. You might get like a good week out of a guy like they did with Devin Levi last week, not playing. Uko Pekalukanen's back in net and gets rocked. Yep. They all suck. Yep. And they're not all bad goaltenders, but you set them all up for failure. And I know no Eric rhythm. Comrie also, they also had some injuries there. Devin yeah. Levi also had some injuries there. But you're messing around with three goalies, dude. I yep. agree. And you're getting what you deserve with it. So more than identity, you got too cute. Pick a direction. You need to decide. Pick a lane. Yep. You need to decide who you're going to be and how you're going to try and do it. And this like, man, we're going to be three goalies. It doesn't work in the NHL. This is one of those like standard wisdom <laughs> applies because it works. There's a reason is, common sense is common sense. It yeah. is proven to work. Yep. This uh, is just bullshit. And more teams <laughs> have messed around with three goalies this year and gotten burned. And none of them of have worked. Yeah, not a single it just one. Had, it just it doesn't work, man. Yep. Uh, and then we had two dollars more from Degro, who says DNVR for life. Thank you for the watch along as well. Much love. Appreciate all y'all. Uh, it's well into tomorrow. Uh, any final thoughts from you guys? It's a weird. It's a weird night when Chad is ignoring us completely. And just popping off about and, other and things. And just fighting yeah. about goalies and Ryan Johansson. Yeah. It's very, <laughs> to me, I just think it's, it's very funny. It's not like read. a complaint. I just think it's very funny. <laughs> so. I love it. Also, I mentioned three goalies. Columbus. Yeah. Montreal. It's coming soon. <laughs> you think so? It's coming down the pipe. You got to make choices in life. This is Ain't not that the, the truth. Yeah, this third goalie stuff, man. It's for the birds. <laughs> The we birds. are going to get out of here for the birds night. Uh, a handful of things here really quick. First of all, we are off from the podcast the next two days. Uh, we will be doing podcasts for both games this weekend. There will be content on the DMVR.com for tonight, but we are updating our website this weekend, so there will not be written stuff for the games this weekend. Monday morning. Yeah, the Sunday game will probably come up Monday morning. There probably just won't be anything for the Saturday game. Yeah, Monday during the day at some time. At some point, they might. Pop Whenever in. the site yeah. comes up, yeah, we might we might have content for Sunday's game, but it, there will be nothing for Saturday. So written stuff might be a little light this weekend, but we will still have podcasts, and I think Sunday we'll have a watch along too. So join us for those. We appreciate y'all. Uh, we are out of here, and we will. See you Saturday. We all silly like the mayor. 